Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mouth Man. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Together, we will make America great again. Skater. Skater. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. to episode 62 of The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. I am your host, Bushy, and with me as most of the time, Mountain Man, how you doing? Skitter pow meow meow. I'm very happy to be here. Damn it, pissed off that I had to work, but I had no choice in the matter. Sure. Uh, either work or fard. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not be fard, so... I, I, for, but, for the rest of you English-speaking uh, speaking folks, that's fired. Fard. <laughs> fired, fired, fired. So yeah, I can talk normal, but that's just my southern twang. <laughs> but skitter pal meow meow, I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Bushy? I am not too bad, not too bad. You missed out on a great interview. Yes, I already heard it. You know, just talked with uh, Sinzak for a good 35, 40 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. He was he actually had stuff to do too. So, you know, when we decided to try to get him on to uh to push our thing, because we're just trying to help out for Rock and Pod. Right. He was like, yeah, yeah, if you could do it at 9 o'clock Eastern, but I can't be there long. And I'm like, dude, say what you got to say. We'll hit it and quit it. Right. You know? Which which is normal for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the new one. I have to give you credit and even slap you on the damn and slap myself on the damn hands. You've actually got you a good one. So you're not a hit it and quit it no more. No, no, she's she's great. Wait a second, my last real relationship lasted three years. Three years, yeah, but in between that and this one, yeah. See, you're going to try to blow it up and make it bigger than it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to fuck with you somehow. <laughs> Good Lord, man, what are you trying to do to me? I'm trying <laughs> to get you in a wee bit of trouble, but also at the same time make it funny as fuck for our listeners. Gotcha, gotcha. But but the only wee bit of trouble that I can smooth over. Smooth <laughs> over. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, at least you're the only one that ever compliments me that way anymore. So right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, since we last spoke, how have you been? How's your week? Uh, this week has actually been interesting. Uh, we applied for a home. Nice. Uh, not for one that's already built to have one to have one built and have everything done on our own land. Oh, beautiful! So we sat and waited, waited, waited. We finally got the phone call. We were approved. Nice, nice. But oh, but it was only a twenty-two year mortgage instead of a thirty, and they made the payments nine hundred and seventy some dollars a month. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not able to make that much of a payment, plus our other bills. Sure. But, but luckily, hopefully, uh, 
uh, we went back and talked to Clayton Holmes, who is helping us get all this organized, hopefully. And they are going to send the person that does all their excavating and everything, because we're going to have to have septic, water, everything put in. Uh So they put a high price tag without seeing the property, of course, of everything you're going to need to do. Right. They're going to send him now up to look and see exactly how much, plus change the underpinning, because that's going to take off four grand off the bill. So hopefully after those two things of bringing them down a little bit for the foundation and the grading, maybe they can get it closer to what we can afford. If they can do that, then it is a big possibility. Mountain Man and Mountain Lady and Mountain Baby will have their own actual home for the first time ever. Nice, nice. That's one thing I've never uh, delved into is buying a home. It's hell. It's hell. I'll go and warn you now, it'd be better... 110% 110% because half the shit these people lie to you. are car sales. You used to be a car salesman. You you get it to a point. Yes, sir. But I'd rather take barbed wire, shove it down my throat, push it all the way through my bowels, pull it through my dick, and pull it all the way back through before having to deal with this bunch of cockamamie bullshit again. Damn. That's how much hell it is because of waiting not knowing, and then when you finally know that, oh yeah, you got good enough credit, but you have to pay this fucking much and it's not your price range, then having to redo again? Right. It sucks! That definitely sounds like a pain in the ass. I never even attempted it in New York. I, I always had this fear that if I bought a house in New York, I was going to be locked there forever. Right. And in the back of my head, I knew once Lady got out of school and went off to college, my ass was leaving. Of course. You know, but uh, you wouldn't be able to do that if you had fucking property you had to try to sell. Right. You know, right. the housing market in New York's not that great. Uh-huh. You know, so. Expensive as shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great news. Um, my, my week, this week is, uh, see if I remember these days correctly. Oh, I also forgot about the camping trip and all that shit. Oh, well, Ma- go into it. Well, it's a blur. Like you said, said in the little bonus episode of Talking with Chris, moonshine in the cabin yeah. literally do not fucking mix for the Mountain Man. Right. Well, it does mix. It mixes very well, but it makes Mountain Man tardy. <laughs> <laughs> very fucking tardy because he can't fucking drive. Right, uh, right. But no, we had our family reunion too because it's 4th of July. I about forgot that. I had a good time with all the family, everybody. Uh, I mean, the asshole's going, please let us know about your 4th of July and everything as well. Well, the fourth actually wasn't that great. I mean, Kristen came down, and that was awesome. We got to hang out, and we you know, drink of beers and laugh, and we went down to Cross Norwood, Nevada, because we were going to watch fireworks. But the sun bitch got rained out. Right. You know, around 9.30, it was just piss pouring all over us, and I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Now, according to Nevada, around 10.30 or so, they lit him off anyway. And Yeah, she had to be up the next morning, because she was going to Pigeon Forge with her son to Dollywood. Uh-huh. So we couldn't stick around another hour and a half to watch another 20 or 30 minutes worth, and she has to drive, what's well, 40 miles. Right. But you know how that is going from here to there. Of course. It's about an hour. I mean, it was good, but I got to see no fireworks. I did go uh, back up to Johnson City Saturday night and hung out with her. We went to dinner, just a nice Italian spot. Um, then we went to uh, Wild Wings is what it's called. Not Buffalo Wild Wings. Just Wild Wings. Wild Wings. They had a, uh, a Prince tribute band called Purple Masquerade there, and they were fucking amazing. Right. Amazing, you know, and then yada, 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 and I came home the next day. and We, we know this, and also we're both forgetting we all went out. We did. We all went out to that a bar. That was a while ago. 
what yeah, it was after our last episode before this episode. Good God, has it been that long since yeah. we did an episode? It's, yes. It's been better than a month? Uh, close to it. Close to it. It's been about three and a half weeks. Holy Pretty shit. close. But yeah, we all went out as well. Me, you, uh, the your your missus. Am I allowed to say her damn name? Yeah, I did. Okay, thank God. I, I'm brain fart. Anyway, <laughs> you and Kristen and me and, Je- and Jessica. Dude, I'll, look, if she dumps me, I'll go back to all these episodes. I'll edit that out. Yeah, there you <laughs> and go. And just put them back up. Right, exactly. <laughs> We all went out to a bar, hung out together. Had a real good time. Yes, had a real good time. Played uh, the the boxing thing to see who could hit the hardest, which you're a weak pussy compared to your own woman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, what did the punching bag say? Said I should have hit it with my dick. (laughs) He said I hit it with something. But also, we played the big block Jenga thing, yeah. and just had a good old time. We had all had yeah, a they drinks. They had out. a '90s party going on. Yeah. So yeah. I was having a good old time with '90s pop music that I didn't think I liked. That obviously I like. Yeah, <laughs> that you never know of. Sure, but yeah. it was a good time. And also, you forgot that was I, a good weekend. I actually spent the entire weekend in Johnson City with her that weekend. Me and Jessica was also. We rented a hotel and. Little man was with grandma and grandpa. We only got to stay one night, but we had to get away. Nice. So, but also, you forgot. I invited you to my work for fireworks on the 6th, and you forgot about it. Yeah. I tried to call you to let you know, but couldn't get in touch with you. I had to bring it up here to see if it reminded you. The 6th. That would have been that Saturday. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have heard a damn thing. It was loud as hell in there. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I don't remember at all. Yeah, I invited you to the fireworks show here, which was nice at my job. I mean, it wasn't too awful bad, which they had a pretty good show for us and everything. But, damn, we've actually been able to keep up with each other a little bit more than what we have been. See, you're fucking lying. I was just telling her on the phone today. I like, I'm telling you, I swear to God, it was easier to get a hold of this motherfucker when I was living in New York. No, 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 no. Than it is when he's living 15 minutes away from me. Well, the- <laughs> True to avoid, it's hard for us to get our schedules together, but we're able to stay more in contact now. That, that may be. That's what I mean. We're, we are able to keep yeah. up with each other now and try to get all this situated and settled. But you got to think, haul out the 4th of July, all this stuff. What day were we were supposed to record this? There was a day uh, we were supposed to record this show. And um, I went to Johnson City with Nevaeh. That would have been that Monday before the 4th. Right, it was $2 tacos and $2 tall boys. Yeah. <laughs> at the ballpark. Yes. And me sitting <laughs> waiting on your ass to get home and call me, but uh, just go ahead and go ahead and explain your part and then I'll get in mine. Yeah, we, you know, we go up there and I had every intention of coming back and doing this, doing this podcast because you were going to come on over, you know, back to Party Rock Central Studios because right now we're back at the Mountain Man's job. Yep. You called me when they were introducing the team. Yep. And I couldn't hear a fucking word you were saying. Now, at this point, I was four in. Right. I'm four beers in at this point. I wrote you. Yeah, something about... Are, we, or, are we still on tonight? Yeah. And and if we are, call me and let me know whenever you're on your way home. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I responded. I may not have. Yes, you said I will let you know soon. And then at, one, at some point, I got a message from you saying, LOL, too late, I'm drunk too. <laughs> What's in there? I... I was like, Let me tell you how funny this is. This is how bad that night was. Uh 
Um, but Kristen took a picture of me next to the mascot, and my dad commented on the picture about, damn, dude, you look fucked up. Be careful. Right. I'm glad I got home. Yes. If she and I have decided that if I'm ever that bad, I am not driving back to fucking Newland again. Well, I noticed, I saw the pictures and stuff that you started posting, and I was like, okay, I'm sitting here, me and DJ and Mountain Ladies all hanging out, just relaxing. I'll have a couple beers. Sure. Why not? Crack a couple, sit there, enjoy the evening. Start getting dark. Okay, I can have a couple more. It's been about an hour. Not a problem. Had a couple more beers. Monday Night Raw comes on. Now, any man knows that a certain show or movie, film, whatever, doesn't matter what it is, that's that's your that's that's what you concentrate on. It's yeah. something you enjoy, something you like. But also at the same time, Whenever your wife sits there and you mention, oh, I'd like another beer, about 12 times yeah. within a program, <laughs> you don't remember saying you want a beer 12 times within a program. Oh, true story. So by the time I got done with Monday Night Raw, which is 11 o'clock. Yeah, at least. I, I take a look at the clock and I'm like, where's my phone? Bushy's probably wrote I stand up and almost fall flat on my fucking face. <laughs> I catch myself. I'm like, oh shit. Get my phone. Okay, good. I didn't miss a phone call. No message. No nothing. Sorry, LOL. Too drunk to drive tonight. Not going to be able to make it. No message from you. Love you, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad night. It has been a bad week. You know, we talk to each other every night and we were texting all day and, and such. So it hasn't been super bad. Here, let me play this real quick. This is this is leading into the next bit of our conversation here. Okay. Rockin' Pod is back. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks. Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockinpod.com. All right, and that was the great Ken Mills explaining Rockin' Pod Expo 3. Killer fucking little promo, huh? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could do that kind of editing. I, I know, right? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a long way to go. We're lucky I could put this monkey fuck together. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Mr. Sinzak posted up on the Rock and Pod wall the other day. I believe it was literally yesterday because I immediately got a hold of you. Right. And uh, he said, um, there's an opportunity to do an on-stage episode. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how much time you get. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be just you and I or if we're going to get to get one of those interviews we want so bad. Right. I figured that might be our best shot at one of the guys we really want. Right. So I got a hold of the mountain man right away and said, hey, dude, there's an opportunity to record. And it won't be the way we record. It'll be quality. 
you know, their mics, their soundboards, everything's going to be tweaked. I'm going to sound even fucking sexier than I do. And you said, fuck it, why not? Let's do it. And I was like, okay, dude, we're going to have to step up our game a lot from this dog and pony show we do. Yeah. Uh, so I went to, you know, right there to Sinzak and said, yep, the plug with Bushing the Mountain Man is in. If we're going to do this, we're going to jump in head first. So we're going to be doing an onstage thing. Like I said, I don't know if it means we're going to get an interview or right. if it's just going to be you and I being assholes. Well, that, that, that's nothing uncommon. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it's just going to elevate us a little bit more. Even if it doesn't elevate us, people are going to at least know, hey, these two jerks do a show. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Now, the other reason I wanted to play that bit is because we're asking for help for the Rocket Pod. Yes. Right now, and I had Chris explain all that in the bonus episode. Yes. You know, because we paid for our shit. Yeah, we're done covered. But now they're crowdfunding, and I had to understand why are we crowdfunding, because I just shelled out an assload of money. Right. You know what I mean? Back in, whenever the hell he said we were, you know, welcome Six to months come. ago. Yeah. And uh, we still have expenses to cover. We still have to book hotel rooms and things like that. So everyone else, you know, is you know has different tiers. And they can afford tears. Uh-huh. We can't afford tears. Uh-huh. You know, all I'm asking is for that $20 donation to that GoFundMe site. Right. And you can come and talk to us about anything. 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 Except. Except. For. Religion and politics. Correct. Keep that shit out of here. Yeah. But if you want to talk wrestling, if you want to talk television, if you want to talk cartoons, I mean, if you want to talk video games, if you want to talk music, anything, we've we've done all that before. If you want to talk about how you got to have a magnifying glass and a pair of tweezers just to find Bushy's thing, call Kristen and ask her. Yeah, yeah, she'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there wishing she would gag and she's still going, are you putting it in my mouth yet? (laughs) Damn. Fucking ridiculous. She's rude, man. But hey, well, <laughs> trying to figure out which one's the pube and which one's it. Hey, what do you expect? Oh, she'll know there's no pube. No, I say, well, well <laughs> what? What do you gotta do? Take, take a tweezer, pull it out, and then shave around it? Just make sure you don't cut it off? Yeah, yeah. You can feel when the razor touches it. What the <laughs> shit? <laughs> All right. Well, enough of this nonsense. We got to get into our topic. How about we get into some music? Fantastic. We definitely need to. Yeah, start this dog and show.
All right, just to fuck with the mountain man, I switched up what I told him I was going to do. That was Pantera Psycho Holiday, followed by Van Halen, Finish What You Started. Fuck! <laughs> of course. I'm sorry, guys, for everybody with the Sammy and David Lee Roth, David Lee Roth shit, I had to throw Pantera in there to make it better. Love yous. Yeah, yeah, and the funny part of that, it, that is actually a Van Halen a Hagar era Van Halen song. No shit, really? I'd have never fucked. Yeah, it is still Van Halen. I know people make the differentiation about Van Hagar. It's still fucking Van Halen. It's the two Van Halen brothers and Michael Anthony, different singer. I don't care. <laughs> <sighs> well, still doesn't mean they were running the shit. But uh, I know. Shut up. I, I will stipulate the Roth era was the better era. But you still think uh, Sammy Hagar is a fucking god? I think he's a much better singer, not a better showman. I, you've expressed that, yeah. but you were wrong. I'm not wrong. Yes, you are. No, in fact, listen to Sammy today or Roth today, and I'm absolutely fucking right. <laughs> today? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> David Lee Roth and fucking Paul Stanley could get together, and you would think it was the Budweiser frogs. You're trying to figure out who the fuck else is there to go, err. <laughs> That's how you hear Budweiser. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. And Kiss is my all-time favorite band. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. So this week, what are we talking about, Mountain Man? Well, for shits and giggles, we figured we would do something. Music, since we're going to Rock and Pod. Sure. For one. Yeah, we got to kiss ass. Ex- exactly. Even that, since we're, we we already paid, you know, we still got to, we got stroke and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. But, but we're not the newest podcast anymore. No, we're not. Thank God. Can you believe that shit? You say, thank God. I'm kind of bummed. I was like... We're underdogs, baby. These, this, this other show going in doesn't even have an episode out. I know, but what you want to know one thing that's funny as hell about it, though? What's that? We, we've been doing this for two years, but Dr. Fuck knows us. Ian Wadley knows us. Chris Sinzak knows us. We're not. We're, we're still low on the totem pole, but we are respected by all these other guys. And that is an that, awesome thing. That is cool. That is cool. And we're not low compared to these guys. No, We're no. the guys that are in the ground covered up by the dirt that's holding the rest of the totem pole up. Exactly. All right, exactly. Exactly. But we figured, why not, for yourself and myself, throw out here a top ten list. Albums that have changed our life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The five albums that impacted our lives. Um, I think this is a great idea because I know we haven't done anything like this before. No. And uh, and that's the problem when you're when you're getting into this podcasting gig, and especially when you're not going to stick to a niche. It's right. trying to figure out what the hell are you going to do this week. So it was fun to find something that was right. a little bit different and challenging. This this is one thing that me and you discussed a little bit before we go. Me and you may be getting an argument. Yeah, you never know. You never it could know. be a possibility because I can tell you you're fucking out of your damn mind and you tell me I'm stupider than dog shit on turn. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? The thing is, once we find out why the other likes the album that they like, right? who the fuck knows? Knows how it's going to go. Exactly. So, all right. Um, do you want to do another music break and then get into this? Start with number five, going down to our number ones, and then hash it out on what the actual top ten is? Let's get right into it for a little bit. Not, not not too much, but just a little bit to kind of give them an idea of what we're talking about. Okay, cool. So we're going to be talking about our, uh, these are the five albums that impacted our lives. Yes. And I say impacted, because only one of these changed my life that I picked. Right. Okay, but that definitely impacted your life, you know, kind of define the Mountain Man sound, define yes. Bushy sound. Now with me, 
they get an idea. I do a lot of music editing. They hear the goofy shit that I pick every right. episode. Right. And if they listen to the Big Bushy Power Hour, you know that's all over the fucking place. Exactly. You know, you'll hear 80s pop, 90s pop, 80s rap, 90s rap. Everything. Country, and a lot of glam metal, and then some heavier stuff. Right. So let's discuss, you know, these five albums. Um, and I'd like to start with you, because I'm curious. If you were to go from the bottom of your list, number five, mm-hmm. what is that album, and what about it impacted your life? Well, this album actually came out way before I was born. Way before I was born. Um, is uh, mid or late 80s, early 90s. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's way before you were born? Well, let me rephrase. Right as I was born. Okay. But the thing is, by the time it hit me, I was older. Okay. Because I'm, I'm a baby at that, <laughs> this fucking point. I'm like, some bitch been lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think, at, at one year old, you don't know shit. Sure. So, but uh, this album, as I grew older, and I was trying to find my niche. I was growing up with my mother with classic rock and uh, southern rock. Sure. And my father, straight country and gospel music. Gotcha. So I, I, I was good on ACDC, ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, Foghat, Blackfoot, yeah. Garth Brooks, uh, Tim McGraw, early Tim McGraw, sure. Shania Twain, uh, Winona Judd, all that stuff. And it wasn't my thing. I wanted something a little heavier, so I started doing some checking around and up talking to my brother. And he said, this is the album you need to listen to. And handed me the very first album from Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, shit. And said, since you're kind of listening a little bit to the grunge and a little bit to this, trying to figure out what what you like and you're wanting something heavy, you need to begin with this because it's the only thing that survived the grunge era. True story. And fucking Cowboys from Hell, first track, I was hooked. From that point, that album opened me up absolutely 100% to heavy metal and new heavy metal. I'd heard uh, 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 Iron Maiden, Kiss, all that other stuff. And sure. All that, yeah, but the, the earlier stuff is one one part of it, but all that was like, okay, yeah, this is before my time, but what is more recent to my age. Sure. And there was one particular song on there that very much caught my attention, and that was Psycho Holiday. Nice, nice, which we heard at the music break. Exactly. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So, I'm starting to wonder. I, I have a list of songs here that you have submitted. Uh-huh. This is going to tell me your story right here, huh? Every bit of it. Okay, cool, cool. Every single bit of it. I didn't go that way at all. <laughs> but maybe not. Well, you, well, you got to understand, your aspect of this, I know I'm a little younger. So me being able to explain tier by tier by tier, getting to where I am today, which this is leading up till middle school, high school. I get that. So that's that's been the hardest part of it for the fact of that, is some music's come out that's been decent, but not albums-wise that I can find. Well, the problem is a lot of these artists today... They're playing to the single, not to the album. And that's what sucks. You know, because uh, I, I, I saw a discussion somewhere that asked why Cheap Trick isn't such a bigger band than they really are. And the problem is they're an album band. They're not a singles band. Right. And especially in this day and age, you've got to be a singles band. 
Now, big love and respect to the bands that are still putting out fucking records. Yes. But uh, the music industry has, again, made that weird turn. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, can you get your single heard on iTunes and Spotify? Spotify don't even pay you anything. Right. It's all right, Mountain Man, that was Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. Badass, man. Thank you. Badass. Thank you. Now, what about you? My number five, um, a lot of you guys know I'm hardcore into the blues. Of course. I love the blues. B.B. King, I think, is probably the greatest thing that ever walked the earth as Amen. far as the blues goes. Amen. Um, however, the record I'm about to talk about is not one of his records. And the problem with that is that I've never heard an actual B.B. King album. Holy? No. I, I had an album back in the uh, late 80s called Lucille Talks Back. Yes. Loved it. But it had all the same old standards on it. It was just another greatest hits compilation. Right. I have searched and searched and searched, and I cannot find an actual B.B. King album. And I think that if I was, I would jump on it and hope to God that I didn't have to like go rob a bank to pay for it. I've, just, right. I've never seen one right. that wasn't a compilation. Of course. This guy came on my radar... In the late 80s. Blistering guitar. Just blistering. Total rock star, but not a rock star. He was Texas blues, man. He was cool, cool, cool. Right. And this album was actually released after he died. Okay. After he died. And that's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, The Sky Is Crying. That's who I thought you were going with when you said Hell yeah. That song alone defines Mm. Texas blues for me. Yes. The soul and moaning and tears you hear when he's playing the guitar just in the title track alone. Yes. Are absolutely mind-blowing. But that little acoustic, Life by the Drop. Yes. Is possibly my favorite thing on there. And that became my all-time favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan album. In fact, it's the only SRV record I have that's still in the fucking plastic. Shit. Now the plastic's open. Because you know I'm going to listen oh, to that of shit. Course, of course. <laughs> but the cellophane's still on it with the original fucking teaser sticker or whatever it was right. they used to call it. Right. So, yeah, a little uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Sky is Crying. There you One go. One of my all time favorites. Really solidified me as an SRV fan and really solidified me as a blues fan. BB King, greatest. Yes. Love Robert Johnson. I love Taj Mahal. I love the Robert Cray band. There's a lot of blues artists I like out there. Of course. But you can't fuck with Stevie Ray. No. I don't think anybody was ever as fast as him. No. Uh, Albert King went on the record as saying, that's the only black dude I ever met born in a white man's body. Right. That's how hard Stevie Ray played the fucking blues. Yes. Man. God. I'm getting all teary here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to back to man's world. Let's let's get Bushy out of his out of his teary face. No. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to go? Or you want me to go since you went last time? Uh, actually, uh, since well, sure, I'll do one more. Why not? All right, what's number four? Uh, my number four pick. So on mine, I'm gonna have to go with my next one. This one is your genre, my brother. This is your music. Oh 80s. shit, polka. Motherfucker, good fucking try. Not even fucking close. <laughs> wow, that's about as bad as me doing the damn gospel. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Damn, if we ain't even there no more. What the fuck? Good Lord. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> he actually was doing the chicken dance and was doing the arm waving whole that fucking yard. Well, well yeah, dude, I grew up in Germany. You got it. <laughs> I know the chicken pop. Still, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wasn't there. I've been at a few weddings. No, well, hey, okay. <laughs> I've never seen him chicken dance ever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, going back to this, this is your era, your your favorite or eighties, nineties hair metal. Uh, this band had already come out with a bunch of hits. This album was out before, uh, also before I had found it out because I didn't find it until later. I heard a bunch of their hits from it. Whole nine yards. But I started going through my mother's uh, <coughs> record and cassette tape collection and was finding all sorts of stuff just to list to full album-wise because I was getting in a, to that point. Kip Winger, uh, uh, 17, uh, Alice Cooper, uh, I mean, all sorts of different albums that she had on cassette tapes. Sure. And I come across Def Leppard, Paranoia. Pyromania. Pyromania, thank you. Edit that. <laughs> No, I don't edit that shit. I know. No, I'm definitely. That, that's a fuck up. I'm definitely leaving that in. Thank you <laughs> for correction. But I started listening to it, and by that point, I actually started doing research on Def Leppard. Didn't know the drummer was playing with a single arm. Well, not in that album. Not in that album, but didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I didn't know. I just knew they were a band that my mother listened to. So yeah, the, to the two albums before that, Pyromania, are, are probably their most straight-ahead rock albums. Pyromania, maybe, maybe, maybe moving more to the glamier side right, of things, but right. it was still a good hard rock album. Exactly. But got into it and hearing uh, Rock of Ages, uh, trying to remember other songs on it. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to watch you stumble, bitch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Die Hard the Hunter, Hunter. a fucking photograph. Thank you. That was the song that got, that got me one to listen was Photograph. Nice. One of their biggest hits. But one song, Rock of Ages, I, I had heard it here and there, but only bits and pieces of it, never really paid attention. But after putting the cassette tape in and listening to it, you, you know, how, for anyone that don't know what a cassette tape is, you actually have to hit a button that for, for uh, fast forward and reverse and wait about 30 seconds to figure out where the fucking song is. Yeah, you know those stupid things are making a comeback, right? Yes, I know, which I still don't understand why. Worst format ever next to the 8-track. Yes. <laughs> but Rock of Ages, after sitting and listening, oh, uh, listening to it and sitting down and understanding it, made an impact on me to get back into, at such a later age, to my classic rock and uh, glam rock roots to start looking into the albums that all them done because by that point I was just hearing hits off the radio. Sure. From ACDC. I actually, by that point, whenever I was looking in, never heard the full album Back in Black. Oh, never sure. heard the full album of Metallica Black. Never heard the full album of... A lot of good deep cuts on that album. They catch a lot of shit as a sellout record because of Sandman. But... Right, but... But still, that, that side side two of that fucking album is amazing. Yes. So that album impacted me to actually go back and start doing research into the aspect of music to start listening to the albums and stuff and seeing 
okay, this is our hits, but I never realized they'd done quite a few deep tracks or deep cuts on them to actually listen to what the band is really about or what all they what all they give out there. Yeah, on the albums. And and you know what? I'm glad they inspired you to do that because I've always said, look, these little pussy artists out there today, and I'm gonna fucking say it. These little pussy artists out there today that are just trying to put out a single. I'm just going to put out a single. Put together a body of work. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what made these these albums. And, it, and it's a B, not a V, by the way. It's albums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's since, my red next side. Leave me the fuck alone. Since records have been made, right. people decide, okay, I want these 8 to 11 songs. Yes. I want this to represent where I am in my life and my musical career right now. Right. That's why I like vinyl so much. Because vinyl forces you to listen to the entire body of work. Yes. Now, Unless you want to scratch the record on shit. Sure. I mean, I mean, most turntables, you can lift the needle. It's, the, it's dropping it back down and not having to lift it back up and then drop it back down and not having to lift it back up. Right. To get to the you know, sweet spot in the middle between the songs. But the point is, they put out this body of work. They want you to buy the body of work, and they want you to hear the fucking body of work. Yes. And that's the greatest thing. And like a lot of us, you know, we use that term deep tracks. It's not a deep track. It's not like these guys were saying, you know what, I'm going to hide this song down in the bottom of the album because that's what, you know, they'll never know. It's just a, a record producer and a record label decides this is a hit, this is not. This is how you have to fucking you know, number your tracks. Right. So I'm glad you got that, you know, and uh, Def Leppard Pyromania, that third album, man, great album. Thank you. I'm a bigger fan of On Through the Night and High and Dry than Pyromania, but Pyromania, oddly enough, Rock of Ages, possibly my favorite Def Leppard song. Right. But that's because of MTV. And the reason I'm going to bring up MTV is because of my number four. MTV is directly responsible for me getting this record and is thereby directly responsible for me getting into thrash metal music. Okay. Okay. Um, I had never heard Slayer. Oh. I had never heard Metallica. Remember, Metallica was an underground band. They never released a music video ever until their Justice for All album and the song One. Right. And people were pissed about that. They were Metallica diehard. Yes. Well, one day I'm watching this fucking music video and this son of a bitch is just pounding the bass. And you know, and the dad comes in bitching and moaning at his teenage long-haired kid about him, you know, turn this off, I want to watch the news. And the kid said, this is the news, and flips it back. It was Becca Death Peace Cells. Right. And I fell in love with that cut. I fell in love with that cut. So I went out immediately and bought the album, much to my parents' chagrin. Uh-huh. You see the you know, Vic Rattlehead, the weird leathery skull thing on a sign that says for sale, and you know, it says peace sales, but who's buying it? It's the UN getting bombed, you know? Take it home, I put that bitch on, and that was my gateway uh-huh. to heavy music. Because at that point, I had not listened to heavy music. You gotta remember the, the, the mid 80s when I was getting into music, Right. I was in, Kiss was an all-time all favorite. You know, I was listening to a lot of Kiss. Right. You know, but there was a lot of, my mom liked a lot of um, uh, disco and um, 
you know the standards like Barbara Streisand and Barry Manilow and Christopher Cross, you know, and, right. I, and I still love that stuff to this day because of it. The Bee Gees, we all know it, ABBA. My dad, he liked Zeppelin and ACDC and right. Hank Jr. And, you know, he was a country guy, but he liked CCR, and, but he liked disco too. Right. And he would have an off-the-wall album. Like, he had Black Sabbath, um, uh, the one that had Digital Bitch, Born Again, I Born think, again. maybe. But, uh, no, wait, was that Born Again or uh, the one with the mirror? No, 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 it's the one with the evil devil baby on the cover. Yeah, 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 Born yeah. Again, yep. Yeah, so I, I've had a few, so. But um, Megadeth, via video, music video on the Headbangers Ball, introduced me to thrash metal. Right. And, uh, you know, Peace Sells. And then that's actually the first thrash album I ever bought. Gotcha. You know, so that's why I say that impacted my life. Right. First thrash album I ever fucking spent money on. Gotcha, gotcha. Little stupid... Side note here, mm-hmm. first album I actually bought, and this is how late I got into thrash metal, first album I actually spent my own money on, Def Leppard Hysteria. Wow. Yeah. Huh. What was that, 87, 88? Yes. Love that record. Even to this day, can't help but love that record. Right. That's the first time I spent my own money on, but my parents, my mom and stepdad especially. Right. Every time I see a Kiss cassette or a, yeah, because there's a lot of cassettes then, they bought it right up for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, do we want to get into a little bit of music since we we kind of give everybody an idea and go from here? Hell yeah, let's get some tunes.
All right, since we were talking about thrash metal, right? I played uh, uh, Anthrax, Armed and Dangerous. There you go. I know it starts off with a great melodic piece, but oh, fuck that, it's a great tune. And then we heard, of course, Def Leppard, Rock of Ages, because you, dude, you just brought the album up. We exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at number three. Number three. Of our top five. Uh, mine is going to take a weird spin. Spin it, bitch. Spin it. After finding out more heavier music as you grow up, it gets a little from here and there, the same old constantly and well, that's why I don't like death metal. So it's got to be blast beats, man. <laughs> Your name has to look like a burning bush without the flames. <laughs> Wear black and white makeup like Kiss, just not nearly as cool. God, and just do this. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been my greatest bit ever. That might have been the <laughs> Okay, edit that out. Edit that out. No, you fuck, you fucked me over on Dr. River the Ride album. Fuck you, the stadium. Well, no, I'm leaving it. That's the funniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'll have to edit us out arguing about it. <laughs> This one, uh, spin it and twist it, baby. Spin it and twist it, like oh my god, like for really real, for real, for really real, for really, really real. I'm going country rap. The fuck? I'm going country rap. I know it sounds weird as shit, but I'm going country music. Now let me explain, please. Okay, I oh, I'm ready to get the, get up and walk the fuck out. <laughs> I expect me to have a country album on here. Well, you know, but growing up, you start finding your roots, you start figuring out everything about yourself as you're growing, all that. Sure. By this point in time in my life, I had pretty much come to realize and know I'm nothing but a tomboy and a redneck. That's my roots. A tomboy. So you're like a girl? Uh, basically, you know what the fuck I mean. No, no. Because girls uh, do a lot of boy stuff when they're little girls. They're called tomboys. Yeah. Whatever. I was young and leave me alone. Fuck you. So. Yeah. But anyway, I. Cats out the bag. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. But anyway, I had. It's the mountain bitch here. Mountain biatch. <laughs> but I pretty much come to realization I'm from the country. Sure. I'm redneck. I speak southern. Whole nine yards. So. I'm like, okay, well, all my buddies and all of them are listening to country music. Some of them still listening to rock, metal, stuff like that growing sure. up. But I went to my mother and started talking to her and my dad both. I said, okay. I said, I want to change up music a little bit. want to get to basically like into country to see what it's kind of about. I'm like, I get what you're listening to over here, Dad, and I know why Shania Twain's fucking hot. I get the point. Yeah. But what what real country she is She said, there? come on over. I'm like, bitch, I'm on my way. On the way. <laughs> but I basically would. In fact, all, all, all I heard was, come on. I'm thinking, your tits? Yeah, your tits, your, your mouth, <laughs> your forehead. Where, where do you want me to aim? Just tell me which way to go. I'm not aiming. I'm just spraying. Just spraying and praying. Just, <laughs> ah. 
give me 30 minutes and I'll be good to go again, honey. Anyway. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> Wait till you get to be my age. I need 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's get back on track here. Yeah, now. Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to my mom and said, What is a good country artist that has a good story with his album? That I can listen to multiple songs to understand what what they're trying to say or have a good story with. Sure. So she points me in the only storytelling country singer of the 90s and late 80s that could tell the best story in any album and make it from a cheating song at the beginning to a drinking song at the end. And she turned me to Garth Brooks. Let me pull it up. Damn it, I forgot the title of the No Fences album. She said, listen to this. Listen to it all the way through. She said, if there's anything you don't understand, ask me, I'll explain. So the first song, of course, Thunder Rolls. What's Thunder Rolls talking about? Oh, man, a poor woman staying at home, waiting on her old man. That some bitches out banging another bitch. Exactly. Love the live version more because he has that third verse. They would not let him put on the record. Exactly. And then go on carry on to... Uh, uh, Song number three for Shits and Giggles, Two of a Kind, Working on a Full house. house. Is that the one that had Unanswered Prayers on it? Uh, yes, sir. Number seven. And it's got uh, Friends of Old Places. This is Victim of the Game. Oh, shit. Uh, same Old Story, Mr. Blue, right. Whole Nine Yards. Now, by this point, the number one song got heard by Garth Brooks at this And this was pretty close to where his, his albums were actually coming out. Yeah. He had probably come out with his third one by this point that Molly showed me. But the only number one song I liked by him at that point in time was The Dance off of his first album. Right, I got into him on that album, on his right. debut album. But this album, to me, showed me that if you want a storytelling and actually be able to sit back, relax, and listen from track one about being cheated on, waiting on your husband, all the way to unanswered prayers about God's greatest gifts. Right, and then well, all, oh, man, that song is fucking amazing. Yes. And then go this all the way. This going to have to be a review record one day, by the way. Well, that's fine. And all the way even to number 10 with Wolves. God. It is a story album from the beginning to the last song. And I even didn't understand part of it. I had to get Mom to explain most songs to me for what she took from it. Sure. And... That point, that by Garth Brooks, now don't get me wrong, The Dance, his first album was an awesome album. In my opinion, his number one best for me is No Fences. Well, No Fences put him over the fucking top. Yes, I, I cannot argue that record with you. Um, I'll have a hard time arguing placement, wherever you want to put that when we do this as a top ten, because I, I listened to country in the 90s because metal let me down. All right, the grudge movement came out. Right. So, yeah, man, fucking Garth Brooks, fucking No Fences, amazing record. But that also, to me, at that age, showed me that I didn't only have to listen to rock and heavy metal. That's my number one thing. I love good rock and roll. I love Slipknot and heavy metal. But there's days that if I want to sit back and just relax and drink a beer, 
I can turn on Garth Brooks. I got friends in low places and grin my fucking face off. Shit, yeah. And just so you know, Garth Brooks stage show and stage presence, there's two bands that hugely influenced them. Kiss and Aerosmith. Yes. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and it's funny because I didn't let you know my choices. No. My number three is also a country album. Oh, shit. It's also a country album. Well, fuck you for saying you were going to walk out on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you'd expect me to have a country album. <laughs> yeah, but still, man. But it's in my fucking name, The Mountain Man. God! And mine's probably very predictable. Uh-huh. Um, I, I explained the story when we reviewed this record. This is Hank Williams uh, Jr. The pressure is on. Yes, sir. And it, how could you not impact my life when I'm, you know, six to eight years old, uh, living in Heidelberg, Germany, falling asleep on my dad's couch, you know, while my mom and dad are playing pinochle in the other room, he's drinking fucking Jack and Coke or Jim Beam and Coke, whatever it was that day, mm-hmm. you know, with the other couple. And he's got the pressure is on spinning on the turntable, man. I have right. fallen asleep to that record so many times. Right. That that just kind of solidified my love of that outlaw country, which is why it made it so easy in the 90s. Right. To go ahead and go on back to the country. Exactly. <laughs> That's fucking sweetest tits. Now, my number two is going to take an even weirder no oh boy. But you cannot deny this motherfucker. And I'm pretty sure if if what I have read on the internet is true, his album sales have finally been beat. Okay. If what I've read is true. Because apparently the Eagle the Eagles are now the highest selling band. Seriously. That's what I've read on the interwebs. Hmm. Michael Jackson, Thriller. Now, wait. Did you just tell me the Eagles outsold Michael fucking Jackson? That is what I have seen a couple times shared amongst people. And if it's on the interwebs, it must be true. Oh, yeah. Just like Wikipedia tells the goddamn truth. Yeah. I I would have to definitely look it up. But I remember being at the Rod and Gun Club in Heidelberg, Germany. Heidelberg? Yeah, 83, Heidelberg. And because uh, my cause my dad was into this whole mountain man thing, which is hilarious that I'm now doing a podcast with a guy called the mountain man. Hey, he, you gave me the name. Well, it worked. <laughs> he had a, uh, he didn't have a coon skin cap. He had a skunk skin cap. Okay. And it still had the face on it. It was cool as shit. They wore the fucking leather side pouches, you uh-huh. know, that carried all the fucking steel balls or the lead balls and shit in your yep. patches. And he had the bullhorn with the fucking powder and the big, long fucking, you know, muzzle loader. And, you know, it was all about mountain man living and fucking freedom and all that shit. And we were living in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we would go to the Rotten Gun Club and he's out there shooting his black powder rifle. My mom was into it, too. She didn't have a hat, but she had the fucking, I call it a saddlebag. It's not a saddlebag. Tomorrow, like tomorrow when I'm sober, I'll remember what the fuck that thing's called. And she had her powder horn, and she had her powder rifle, you know, they're shooting. But in the fucking, uh, no, <coughs> excuse me, in the cafeteria, uh-huh. somebody was always playing Beat It. Right. 
always. So it's like, oh shit, damn, I'm sorry to Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. I bet Eddie to this day still regrets just letting Michael have that. Here, that's yours. That's free. <laughs> I don't want any royalties from that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I remember for Christmas, Christmas 83? I want to say Christmas 83, I got the picture disc. Okay. Uh, you know, for, for, for Christmas. Um, I don't know if it was from Santa or if it was from my mom and dad. And I cannot tell you how many times I listened to that record from Billie Jean to Beat It to The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney to Pretty Young Thing to the yep. title track Thriller. Solidified me as a huge fan of 80s right. pop. And he's definitely the king of fucking pop. Right. Now, early 90s pop I have discovered I like. Because it hadn't transitioned. It wasn't such a hard transition the way, you know, glam metal is gone and now grunge is the thing. Right. It, it wasn't that hard a transition. Right. So, yeah, man, Michael Jackson, fucking Thriller, one of the greatest albums of all time. I have to agree. Yeah, it, it is hard to argue mm -hmm. that point. That that made me a pop music fan. I'm really... Growing up, you know, when you're in school, oh my God, you like Michael Jackson? Yeah, when I was in school, I never claimed to like Michael Jackson. You know, as a kid, some kids make fun of you for that shit, blah, blah, blah. Well, blah. you live in a country and western exactly. fucking part of the country. Exactly. So. Well, I do too now, but I tell them little fuckers to fuck off and die. I'll skull fuck their mothers. Exactly. But that was one of the biggest albums with multiple songs to be played on MTV back in that day. Oh, hell yeah. It, especially Thriller. Thriller was one of the best, in my opinion, dance and literal-looking fucking zombies that you've ever fucking seen. In a, in a long-form music video, yes, yeah. it was freaking awesome. I, still, re I still remember Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk on stage. I don't know if it was the Grammys or the Music Awards or what it was. But I still remember him doing the moonwalk across the stage during Billy Jean, and the fucking crowd lost his mind. No one had ever even seen that move, and it's not like it's that complicated a move, right? But nobody had ever done it, right? Well, see, uh, that was one thing that kind of pissed me off with metal because then, like the Michael Jackson and Slash performance, Slash taking over, not doing what uh, with the guitar solo, not letting Michael finish it, not letting him too about getting into it. That kind of separated me a little bit with Guns N' Roses, but I got the reasoning why at that point in time, because it was metal against pop and well, stuff like that. Oh, you're talking about the black or white. Yes. Yeah, at that point, Slash was so fucked up on drugs. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're dumb enough to let Slash come on your record, and then you're going to let him come up on stage with you, you need to realize he's a raging lunatic at that point. He's a yeah. wicked heroin head. You know, it is what it is. Um, and Michael's a little bitch. I mean, he's always been a bitch. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes, this is true. He was a bitch. And, and Slash, Slash is a badass, so fuck Michael, go Slash. Right. <laughs> but Thriller is a badass record. Yes, it is. <laughs> no matter what you say, it don't matter. All right, why don't you get into your number two, and we'll hit some more tunes before we get into our number ones. And after our number ones, we're going to hit some more tunes, so it's going to be a short segment. 
Gotcha. Because then we got to duke it out, bitch. We, I hope you're prepared to lose. I don't think I will. Well, we shall We shall see. I've seen the shit you're throwing down. Yeah, but I, either way, <laughs> my number two is going back to my southern, southern rock cruise that my mother raised me on. Sure. By this time, billions of hits. Billions, uh, billions of billions. They already been in a plane crash, unfortunately. Different lineup changes, and one of the biggest heartbreaks with the airplane crash, nobody thought they would ever come back right. because of the lead singer. I, I know where you're going. I and know where you're going. being killed. But at this point, I had really got into, in my opinion, one of their best, actually probably arguably the best number one song they wrote as a melody and a rock song all in one, which is Freebird. Oh, love it. I'm going I still, I have said before, it is the greatest rockin' or the greatest song ever recorded. Yes. I have people argue with me that it's fucking Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. I say, fuck you, Freebird wins every time. Every time. I have to 100% agree with that. But at this point, I had went to my mom and said, in your records, what do you got with Leonard Skinner and Freebird on it? She said, I have their first album, honey, and handed it to me still in rap. Oh, shit. I said, are you sure? She said, open it up. You're going to love it. I got uh, through number one, ain't the one, ain't a bad song. It's a good opening track. But number two, I did not realize this song was on a movie by that point. Which is a comedy movie, fucking Adam Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, exactly. I didn't realize, and I didn't listen. I know where you're going now. I didn't realize and listen enough to realize, holy fuck, that was them. But if you sit and listen to the number two song on that album, and listen to actually what Tuesday's Gone means, and just sit back and listen to that fucking Ivory play. Listen to Ronnie Van Zant uh, sit back and sing them beautiful lines and them chords, and then the damn all three guitarists melody melody playing in sync for that song. Oh shit! That's the first time you ever said that word. I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what turned me on to that album. But then you get into number three. Talking about getting away from this cat because this cat wants to whoop your ass and pop a cap in your ass because oh, he takes your three steps yeah. with his woman. <laughs> and you keep on going to the one of the second best melodies in Simple Man. Understanding yourself of basically be a simple person, love everybody, and work your ass off for your family. Simple Man, it's not my favorite Skinner song. But it is one of my favorite yes. Skinner songs, yes. and I, I've heard a lot of people bitch about Shine Down, uh, Shine Shine Down, Shine Down, Shine Down's cover that fucking song. It's a good cover. Fuck you, that dude sings the shit out of that yes. song. And the, the guitar playing in it with their guitarist that's still in the band, I can't remember his name, could fucking play an acoustic and a lead for it. Yes, sir. He could freaking pick the hell out of it. But uh, going on uh, to Things Go On, an awesome deep cut track. That yeah. wasn't a popular song, but it is awesome deep cut, even with Mississippi Kid and Poison Whiskey. But then you get into the song. 
Free Bird. Yeah. If you listen to that whole album for it's not exactly a story album, but from going to uh, Tuesday's Gone, Ain't the One, all the way to Free Bird, if you ain't it takes by, you on a fucking ride. Exactly. From beginning to end, it is an album that you put in. I don't give a damn who you are. You're going to either work and listen, or you're going to sit and listen and see every damn song there is. And listen to every single one. That is a true fucking story. And that's the pronounced Leonard Skinner album. Yep. That's the debut? That's their first album, yes sir. See, now, Skinner didn't make my list. Mm -hmm. I don't deny they belong on the list. Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite Skinner album is actually, uh, what is it, Street Survivors? Street Survivors, yep. And the one that had the uh, the two different covers. Yes. Because the cover that I saw was the one with the flames and shit removed because they had gotten right. killed in the plane. Right. Plane crash. But that smell is my absolute favorite Skinner song. Right. Even above fucking Freebird. That's a, no argument there. But if you're going to blow your load on a first record. Mm-hmm. That's the way you fucking blow your load yes. on a first record. Yep, you are correct. I mean, how could you go wrong with it? I mean, with the songs and everything for an album concept, you you get sad, happy, drunk, drinking, drugs, all the way to now I'm free, motherfuckers, ain't a damn thing you can do to me. Oh, yeah. You get a ride in every aspect of it from beginning to end. Great choice, great choice. Arguably one of the greatest albums of all time. Yes. You know, uh, you just have to not like rock and roll or not like Southern rock at all to yeah. not like that song. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to get into some music because it's, it's time to get to our number ones, okay. albums that impacted us. And then we got to duke it the fuck out. Okie doke. And that'll be fun. I, I don't think it'll be as hard as we think. I think there's going to be some shifting of some things. Right. But I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, uh, it, it's sort of be interesting. All right, let's get into some music. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. And ruined your blind tie affair The last one to know The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there And I saw the surprise And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you Said, honey, we may be thrilled But you'll never care me complain Slip on down to the oasis So I've got a friend In low places
guess I was wrong I just don't belong But then I've been there before Everything's alright I'll just say goodnight And I'll show myself to the door Hey, I didn't mean to cause a big scene Just give me an hour and then I'll be as high as that ivory tower That you're living in Cause I got friends in no places Where the whiskey drowns And the beer chases my blues away And I'll be okay Yeah, I'm not big on social Slip on down to the oasis So I've got a friend in low places Be bye-bye. 
day I got invited to a party, but I stayed home instead. Just me and my pal Johnny Walker and his brothers black and red, and we drank alone. Yeah, with nobody else. Yeah, you know when I drink alone, I prefer to be by in low places, and then uh, George Thorogood, I drink alone. Because <laughs> when I drink alone, I prefer to be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, now we're going to get to our number ones, and oh, now it's coming back to me. Get to our number ones, and there the thing. We're going to hit some music, and then we're going to go and have an argument. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, uh, fuck, who went last? Uh, I did. No, you went I, I Yeah, I went with Thriller. Yes, and now it's my turn. My number one album that inspired me. This band made me fall in love with them on their debut album. I have said this on the show before. No, actually, you went last Leonard Skinner, I think, but go ahead. I don't know. I don't care. I start saying, does it matter? No, I'm drunk. Who gives a shit? Drink another beer. <laughs> Do me a favor. Take another sweet. I'm taking a sip. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was sucking on a clip right there. Sorry, my bad. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I've said this before on the show. My number one favorite band for heavy metal that inspired me. Uh, this band, whenever I was in middle school, me trying to find my niche. By middle school, I had already pretty much figured out I was a rock and roll and heavy metal fan. Sure. I like country here and there. I like. Good rap here and there. Sure. Just have to be in the mood for it. But my number one every day, 90% of the time I'll listen to is Rocky Metal. Got ISS, got in trouble, found a little album cleaning the cafeteria, which is their self-titled debut major studio album for 
Slipknot, not Make Me Kill Repeat or their second one, but the self-titled debut of Slipknot. Nice. Uh, pretty much went home, sick, got me started from the get-go, number two song. The first song is just a bunch of yelling, screaming, weird numbers, uh, someone saying uh, the... They quoted it actually from a movie. I can't remember which movie, but... Uh, it was Scarface. Sick. No, that's on the Here Comes the Pain part of Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the first part of the numbers track, uh, something, something is sick. That's what the, the female voice is saying, but I can't remember what it's from. Got in number three for Eyeless, kicked it up a notch. Number four being their uh, first uh, music video, Wait and Bleed. And then the song I got my ass whooped to because of the chorus, Surfacing. I didn't know anything about it, didn't know what it was about, didn't know what the chorus was. And of course my dumb ass turns the stereo up in my bedroom from the guitar uh, sounding like uh, somebody's uh, uh, ripping the fucking uh, guitar string off of it. The drums banging, hitting and playing, and then it goes in, uh, into the chorus of fuck it all, fuck this world, fuck everything you stand for. Yeah. By the time stand for come out of his mouth on the first part, my door was kicked open with my mother already with a fucking hickory switch. Oh my god, I can remember that line. Fuck this world. <laughs> <laughs> I got but then... You go on into the album, number six. Would you ever thought Corey Taylor would spit bars like he's rapping and spit it out? I love that. Have you heard him do it acoustically? Yes. Like in, a, like in the country yeah, version. Yes. It is hilarious. <laughs> Even the live show of them making everybody get down on the ground and jump up. Oh, and dude, that was my favorite part of going to a slip Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you get on further in into Liberate, and my number one favorite uh, deep track on that album that caught me was Deluded. Deluded was the song that rep- I'd, I'd see in my vehicle driving back and forth to school, because it is like a little after high, uh, high school now, I got first got my license. Nice. First CD I popped in CD player was that CD, and I went straight to number 11. For the song deleted. And I had it on repeat for probably a month. Nice. Just blaring it. But blew my speakers out of my uh, old Pontiac Grand Dam. <laughs> <laughs> but that bitch was turned up as loud as it could be. And that album right there, for everything that it meant, from uh, wanting to show that you're here, don't give a fuck what nobody thinks about you. Uh, you can call us fat, dumb, stupid. You can call me anything you want to. It doesn't mean I'm not any better than you are. Everything that album stood for was exactly at that point in time. Because I'm sure you remember school uh, with certain kids and stuff that got picked on and everything. Sure, sure. I was one of those kids that got picked on in school. I played sports, but I was still the outcast. Everybody looked at me like, oh my God, he's, he's just weird. Which, thank y'all very much. You turned me in the son of a bitch I am today. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but see, I would have hung out with you back in the day. Right. Because I hung out with the jocks. I hung out with the preps. I hung out with the fucking headbangers. Yeah, I, everybody, right. I, I've always been able to get along with everybody. Right. But uh, that album, then at that point, because of me wanting to get rid of my rage, wanting to get rid of this, 
that album was my ticket to keep from killing everybody that ever bothered me. Because by that point in time in my life, I was starting to get depressed. I didn't understand why I was being treated this way. I was a decent kid. Yeah, I was a boy. I was a young boy and got in trouble every now and fucking again, but who don't? But yeah. at that point in time, that album is what helped me realize and see by the time I walked into high school saying, fuck you, I'm a fat kid, I'm a happy fucking fat kid, don't give a damn what you think, kiss my ass, because it ain't your place to judge me. Well, I can tell you this, I can tell you this about that album. Um, uh, first of all, I don't think it belongs anywhere on a top ten album, you know, greatest of all time. However, I can tell you this. I remember belonging to either Columbia House or BMG or maybe both. Yep, you've said this story before. Yeah, and there was three records that I bought mm-hmm. that changed my mind on late 90s metal. Because mm-hmm. early 90s was that grunge, sad, yeah. I just want to die and kill myself. And that might have been your problem is you were hearing all that bullshit yeah. and soaking it in. And me, I was still, you know... Want nothing but a good time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So I was switching the country where even Hank Williams Jr. was saying, did you get tired of heavy metal and chains? You know, right. Over to the country, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, uh, Slipknot was the album of the month, and I was like, well, that's an interesting cover. You know, the album cover. So I said, fuck it. i buy that bitch. And you couldn't, like, click. You right. had to... Fill it in the out, box. Send it in, and then like, I saw this other band, Cold Chamber, which had another interesting album cover with the ice cream truck and right. the scary looking guy in there. And then I got Dope. And and Dope had a cover this not even a cover, you know, there's nothing that really stands out. I was like, well, hey, that's interesting. Right. And those three bands were like, oh fuck. Right. Maybe I should start listening to some 90s metal finally. Yeah. And those three albums, all three of them were angry as fuck. But I can tell you that I put that Slipknot disc in, because at that point it was CDs. Right. And we get through numbers and, and all that shit. It's like Marilyn Manson. It's fucking noise. Yeah. And then that... Here come the pain! And then all of a sudden it, like, it was like kicked up, man. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking metal's not sad anymore. I mean, it's pissed off, which is different. Right. <laughs> but I would rather have pissed off than fucking depressed and wanting to exactly. cut your wrist. Exactly. So um, we're going to have an interesting conversation in the whole <laughs> top right. <time> thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand mm-hmm. with your age, because you're a lot younger than I am. And uh, I, I really do dig that album. Yes. Um, mine, my number one is very predictable. Of course. Here we, wait, did you bring the doll with you? No. Why? I have claimed since we started this bitch, you've had that damn doll. I have seen it. And you've never brought it once to give me proof. First of all, it's an action figure. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> No, uh, this album not only changed my musical direction, but changed my fucking life. Uh-huh. And that's 1975's Kiss 
alive. Of course. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's Her number ones had to be predictable. They had to be. If, if people know us, yes, they know where we were going. Right. And everybody knows I'm a huge, huge Kiss fan. Yeah, you got to suck Gene's dick. Dude, and fucking stick my finger in his asshole while I'm tonguing his balls. I don't care. Right. I'm a huge Kiss fan, and I love the debut album. Mm-hmm. Now, if the debut album changed how I listen to music, Alive absolutely changed my life. It changed how I viewed everything in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? This is straight up party. Uh, they're saying things that even, I'll, dude, I was in third grade when I heard Alive, and that's in 1983. Right. Okay. And I'm like, I'm listening to Nothing to Lose, and I'm realizing what they're saying. Even in 1983, at eight years old, I realized, dude, he's talking about banging this bitch in the pooper. Yeah. You know, you know, from the opening at Deuce to the end at fucking, uh, 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 not, uh, uh, Black Diamond, which is my all-time favorite Kiss song. Right. <laughs> that is the greatest hits of those first three Kiss albums. Yes. But live. And I don't care if it's studio live because they touch parts up. I prefer remade live albums over fucking live live albums, if that Agreed. makes any sense. Agreed. Because if you can tweak some shit and make some shit sound better, you'll fucking do it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's the album that broke him out. Hands down, my all-time favorite record, Kiss Alive. There you go. So, let's get into some music. And then I'll get into my shorts and put my gloves on. I'm done already got my pistol, so it don't matter. I ain't scared about your little fucking dick. I ain't talking about my dick. <laughs> I'm talking about my Glock 17 I have on my side. Let's get into some music. Let's come back and figure out how we're going to rank these things, or even if we can. Right. We we may have to say, fuck it, we can't do it. Right. All right, let's go. Music. Oh. 
just heard Leonard Skinner Tuesday's Gone and the Rolling Stones Angie. Great fucking thing. Dude, I can't believe fucking Goat's Head Soup didn't make my top five. I needed to do a top ten. Well, yeah, to, to get all of them, but like we said, that's top ten between us both. So it's, right, right, it's we, kind of hard. We were trying to narrow it down. We're going to have to do like a second ten. Yeah, I was saying uh, <laughs> part two. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, we thought as a fun gag, we would try to rank these motherfuckers from one to ten. Yes. Now, we're going to start at the very bottom for very best to dead last or dead last to very best. Let's start at the best and work our way back. Okay. I can agree with that. Then I'll go ahead and throw the first punch. Number one, absolutely, on all that to begin with is going to have to be Michael Jackson Thriller. Fucking cunt. Man. um, That's not where I want to go. But I'm not going to argue that with you. Number one, Thriller. I am absolutely with you. Jesus Christ. So I got, I got to look at the rest of these fucking records now. <laughs> 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 so, so Thriller's out of the mix. That would have been my number two, but again, I would have been biased. So we got some Slipknot, some Skinner, some Garth, some Def Leppard, Pantera, Megadeth, Stevie Ray, Kiss. Fuck. I already know what your number two is going to be, so I mean, you're going to put the glove on. <laughs> well, I mean, arguably, it launched a band. Yes. But I think it may be a number three. You think it's a number three? I oh, think shit. It, I think it's okay. a... As I'm, as I'm looking at this list, I think it's a number three. Okay. Because I think, pronounced Leonard Skinner, may be the better album. Only because Kiss Alive is a compilation album, live concert recording, and this album really fucking brings it. So I think two Skinner, three Kiss. Oh, both of them? I can... Wow. I can actually, and can't believe I'm going to say it, agree. 100%. I can agree to those two. So we got Skinnered, and then we got Kiss. <clears throat> and now I think it actually gets hard because these other albums are, man. Pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. All right, my next one, and this is where I know we're going to argue. I'm going to say uh, this is number four, correct? Yeah, we're on number four. I'm going to have to say Slipknot's debut. Slipknot debut over Megadeth Peace Cells. Yes, sir. And the, the only reason why heavier and more uh, more explanatory towards rage than compared to Megadeth. Actually, I was going to... Are I'm, you fucking kidding me? Yes, I'm uh, not, yeah, No, I'm not fucking kidding you. Peace Cells, Good Morning Black Friday. Yeah. Surfacing, motherfucker. Jesus. That makes me on song for song. Let's argue. Let's go. Well. Because we might as well, because the order I was going to do was Slipknot, then Megadeth. 
But if you think it's reverse, go ahead. Oh. Match me something for something. You just said uh, uh, Black Friday. I'm going. I'm going to match it with surfaces. I'm going to um, say uh, 30 years, 40 years of fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> that matter compare in comparison. Like we said, this is opinion, but it, it's absolutely opinion. And and I'm trying to pull everything up here because obviously uh, you're you're trying to really bring bring the heat. Mm-hmm. What's your track one? My track one for that. I'm going to uh, like top. Now, what's track one? What's track one for what? It's a bunch of noise. <laughs> That's talking that goes into one of the best songs that they ever actually came out. Yeah, but you could wake up dead. Sick beats that. Wake up dead any really? day. Right. Track two? Track two? Mm. The Conjuring. The Conjuring? Well, that's sick. So. Dude, that's an evil fucking song. It's so evil, Dave Mustaine won't even play it live anymore. That's true, but you gotta think. The song sick, literally, you can't kill me because I'm already inside you. Compare the fucking lyrics. No, you've already said that track two That's, is actually track one. We so also intertwine. You, you lose your fucking argument. Okay, well then fine, I'll go with number three, Alice. Talking about living in fucking California with all the death and drugs and bullshit. Peace sells, but who's buying? I'm going to go with wait and believe. Oh, Devil's Island. Devil's Island, I'll have to go with Diluted. Good morning, Black Friday. Uh, Surfacing. Bad Omen. Spit it out. I ain't superstitious. Great blues cover by a thrash band. Get this. My last words. (laughs) No life. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I'm out of songs. (laughs) I'm done. There's still uh, five more to go. Of course, because they grew up in a CD era. This is true. This is true. No, they are close to. It, it, it is. It is really close. Yes. Um, but if you go nostalgia and creepiness of each album, I'll have to agree with you. Megadeth, Megadeth for that album is better than Slipknot's day. So I, I have to agree. You know what? I have to think that they're different eras. And while yes. I like the Megadeth album better, mm-hmm. I would have to say for what they brought to the community at the time. Right. They're on par with each other. They are. They are. Like they're kind of a 4A, 4B. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, then if you're going to go 4A, 4B, then that goes Megadeth and then Slipknot. Really? Yes. Because I think they kind of uh, shared a spotlight for their era. True, true. Because I really do. I I really do like both records. (laughs) But I have to, the only reason is so we can get this kind of label back. Sure, sure. So we're going to have a top nine is what's going to end up happening because four is a split. Four is a split. So okay. far. Okay. Um, now, so we've taken care of Slipknot. We've taken care of Megadeth. Um, I, I would hate to see Stevie Ray Vaughan be any lower than fifth. Well, I cannot agree more. Stevie Ray Vaughan would be next because of the blues. Absolutely. In that now, to match Stevie Ray Vaughan, I'm going to have to go with later in the generation of Garth Brooks after Stevie Ray. 
Garth after? Garth right after, yep. As opposed to Pantera bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. Yeah, because we're, look, we're at number six. Well, yeah. Top ten albums. The only reason why I'm saying Garth in that aspect before cutting, no, actually I said it wrong, not Garth. Actually, I was going to say Hank. Hank actually within all that for going through that against Pantera. If you honestly look at everything uh, uh, that uh, Hank Williams was talking about on that album, technically next, in my opinion, for my top ten would be Hank Williams next. I was actually saying that wrong thing. After after Stevie Ray Vaughan, you want to put Hank Williams? That's my opinion. What's yours? Well, I fucking love Hank Williams, but I, I think you're wrong. I think uh, while that's a great album, and if it was a top ten country album thing, he'd be at number one. Right. And Garth Brooks at number two. But in this case, out of, out of these albums, I think Pantera should be sitting there underneath Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, Cowboys from Hell. Yes, sir. Uh, wow. Actually, I can agree with that. Yep. Because now I see what you're saying. So... Yeah, I get that. I get that. Because you got to think these greatest albums. Yes, greatest albums. Yes. They impacted us. Yes. Might not be the greatest albums of all time. No. We've done that once, which we need to do redo it for 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this shit can change every year. Exactly. Now, so we've got number one, Thriller. Number two, Skinner. Kiss at number three. Number four is Shared by Megadeth and Slipknot. Stevie Ray Vaughan takes number five. Number six, Pantera. We have Def Leppard, Garth Brooks, and uh, uh, Bolsifus all hanging out there. That I'm going to have to throw out there for the nostalgia of the rock era. And the only reason why is because of the fantastic hits they've had. Why I'd say Def Leppard. Oof. You know what? I disagree. But I'm gonna let you have it, cause I want to fight for the who's better, Garth or fucking Hank. Okay. Well, well, please tell me how you, where I'm wrong. I definitely want to know and understand. Well, cause I think Hank should be before Def Leppard. Why? Um, <laughs> discography. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the fact that he's produced way more hits. The fact that I'm trying to go see that motherfucker in Charlotte in September with Kid Rock. <laughs> Maybe he'll hear it and hook a brother up. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Touche. No, right. Hank, Hank. I mean, come on, Hank. When you think country music, who do you think? You don't think Garth Brooks right away. Bullshit. Well, that's because you're gay. No, it ain't because I'm gay. That's because of the era. But I also see what you're saying with Hank. But the only problem is... Hank Williams ain't been irrelevant since Monday Night Football. You're out of your fucking fruit. <laughs> Tell me the latest song since the Monday Night Football song. Come on over to the country, and that was in the early 90s. That's well That's after 90s. the Monday Night Football song. I thought that come after. No, sir. Oh, okay. That okay. shit, Hank had that deal all through the 80s. Okay, all through the eighties. Okay, touche. But then tell me between Garth Brooks and him now. Oh, about Garth. <laughs> I, I have all Garth Brooks shit too. Well, so. you got you. Uh, the only reason I'm not looking at popularity, I'm not looking at it for uh, 
both of them have fantastic musicianship. They both uh, oh, sing great, together. great stuff. Great but stuff but but those two albums. Between them two albums. Those two albums, I think. Hank Williams Jr. has the pressure is on the coalition, the band coalitions. A country boy can survive. The ballad of Hank Williams. Okay, and then Garth, no fences. You know, unanswered prayers. Um, I uh, got friends. Friends in low places. The thunder rolls. I mean, two of a kind. Working on a full house. Which of those two? That's dude. That's. Mm. You want me to be honest, and you'll probably tell me I'm wrong. But Garth first, Hank second. You know what? After I started naming songs, I'm with you. <laughs> Son of a bitch, just let the drag out I'm now, with you. Now, if if you've done singers, bands, top, if we've done it as bands, the top ten list out of all them, it'd be a completely different set. Sure, sure. In we're, order. But we're talking about these records in right. particular. In particular. So here's what we have. At number nine, Hank Williams Jr., The Pressure Is On. Yep. At number eight, Garth Brooks, No Fences. Number nine, Def Leppard, Pyromania. Number six, Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. Number five, Stevie Ray Vaughan, The Sky is Crying. Yes, sir. Four, we have a tie with Megadeth, Peace Cells. And uh, Slipknot's debut, Kiss Alive at number three, Leonard Skinner, pronounced Leonard Skinner, at number two, and Michael Jackson Thriller at number one for the top ten records that influenced or impacted our lives and our musical taste. Yes, and hard to believe, Thriller, Country, all that got booted in there, who would have thought? Uh, it makes perfect sense to me. It does to you, but I, I, I'm wondering where the fuck the Bee Gees and the Rolling Stones were. Well, if you do of all time, we just did an impact. Yeah, we done top ten of our all time favorite. I think some of these would still be here, but I'm like you. Bee Gees would have been in there for you. Run <laughs> DMC would have been in there for me. Sure. I mean, it, it have changed up a little bit. Absolutely. We, a few more would have been there. But damn, what an awesome show. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I want to tell you, since we're doing the, the $20 thing, Mark and James are the two that mainly holler at us sure. about this stuff, listening to us, giving us feedback. I'm going to challenge both of them. Why don't they, either one of you, our next episode, whichever one of you want to do it, to contribute to Rockin' Pod, or if you both want to do it at the same time, bring $10 each, pay it to Rockin' Pod. We will do a top 10, each one of us, for a long episode for Shits and Giggles, or one of them each for 20 bucks. To hear their points of views, because they always talk about either classic rock or heavy metal. It's always rock and metal. Right. So... Let's throw this out there to our two listeners. We know that listen all the time. Let's 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 put these two on the spot. Get your asses in here. Get on this show with us. Yeah, go to the GoFundMe link. Yep. And then next time we'll have you on for free. I promise. Yes. But we're trying to raise money for Rock and Pod. Exactly. But if you both want to, since you both talk online anyway, both I think uh, James listens to uh, uh, Freeform Rock. He uh, does. So, fuck it. Offer them both for 10 bucks each. 
or each one of these. No, motherfuckers, you pay twenty. Well, whatever. I'm just trying to throw. I'm trying to throw my line out there to try to get a bite from these two fuckers. I mean, I don't care if they bite. I care about giving money to the fucking Rocket Pod Expo. Well, I care about that too. But so I, this is what I'm Mountain Man saying. I don't think either one of them's got the balls to do it. No, they don't have the balls to throw twenty bucks. They'll throw it to a, a, a decimal geek. They'll throw it to a, a Rocket Metal Combat. But they won't come do battle with us retards. They ain't brave enough. They ain't got the balls. No, no. And actually, in the description, put we challenge Mark uh, Alden Taylor and James West. Oh, two I'm, fans. I am definitely going to have to edit this sober so I can hear that part. Right. That's a, <laughs> yeah, please do. That way when I'm writing out the description. Right. So, <laughs> But let's let and anybody else that listens to this episode, y'all want to have the same topic? Fuck it. Bring it on. If you're just a hip, sin. I will throw this out here for sin fucking city. Who oh, is yeah. a brother who hadn't been here in a while. Not since last year. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute. Bring gas back on the show. Anybody that wants to, as long as it's not politics or religion. Yes, Come sir. and join us on the plug and have a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll talk about whatever you want to. Talk about whatever you want to. All right. So, th- this has been fun. We didn't, we didn't fight nearly as hard as I thought we would. No, I think you were thinking I was going to say Slipknot all the way at the beginning, this and that. Yeah. Of my roots, but. Yeah, and I think you were thinking I was going to say Kiss. Yes. Which I was. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> you threw me off with the Thriller thing, and it's like, dude, I've been on a big, big brother kick lately. I've been right. watching all these past seasons because, look, dude, I love Mike Boogie, and I love Dr. Will, and I love Janelle, and they've all been in like three seasons. So I've been watching the shit out of that. <laughs> because CBS Access, while your app sucks, right. and I'm constantly having to back the fuck out and close the app and come back in, I love watching that shit. There you go. But yeah, it's just, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. You just never know. So, we got to get out of here. Um, we've exhausted our music. Yes. Okay, so uh, your, your last track is going to be tacked on at the end. Right. I hope I fucking have it or you're going to be surprised. Uh, I, I, I know you say I do, but if I don't, it's going to be Sammy Hagar. I'm just saying. Motherfucker, I will, I will come <laughs> to Cal Camp Road. I'm going to tell you now, if Sammy Hagar ends this show, if you do it on purpose, it'll if be you're a deluded, one way to end it. Yeah, you're going to think one way to end it. Because <laughs> I will come to Cal Camp while you sleep during the day just to punch you in the fucking face. Nice. That's and if you don't believe me, try me. No, I believe you. Uh, actually, I might even walk in and just paint a fucking Green Bay Packers G on your fucking I'd forehead. rather you punch me. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so um, normally at this point, we. You know what? Let's hit the plugs. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. Rockin' Pod is back and bigger than ever in 2019. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, cosplayers, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, David Ellison of Megadeth, 
Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Dancing, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Tora Tora, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the The Rock and Roll Roll Residency, Residency. 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott, August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Tickets and VIP packages available now at rockinpod.com. All right, now it's weird because we only have one plug. Yes. As far as I know, because Terrence Reardon said that he's bowing out. Yes. Um, so, Terrence, sorry, love you, but you said you're bowing the fuck out. I'm not going to play your plug. Right. If you decide to go on, next week it'll be on there. Yes, sir. Um, you also heard, once again, the Rock and Pod Expo. Yep. And check out the Freeform Rock Podcast. Now, the cool kids, you know, Ian Wadley and uh, uh, Dr. Fuck, they're too cool to send us a fucking plug. I know, right? Even, you know, even Decibel Geek. Even what? Decibel Geek can't send us a plug. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I spent a lot of money. I'm coming out there. Right. Send exactly. me a fucking bumper or something, right. you know. And the Podfather's too cool for it, too. I know. I know. But that's okay. We love all you guys. And, of course, we'll always promote your shows. Exactly. And, and normally, at this point, we would say anything to promote, but that's what we're promoting. Is the Rockin' Pod The exactly. Rockin' Pod Expo. Come out. I'm going to put the links in the fucking description for the GoFundMe. To, you know, 20 bucks, come talk to us about anything. Or RockinPodExpo.com. Just to go to the fucking venue, to go yes. to the show. I, I believe general admission is like twenty bucks. Now there's higher, you know, there, there's better VIP packages. Yes. There's a pre-party concert. All that stuff is available on the website. Yes. Go get that done. Come out and see us. See the Pod Father and his multitude. See Talk to Me. See you know. Uh, 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 Sinzak, see Aaron Camaro. See Pepper's on fire. Fuck yeah. See all this shit. Come talk to these guys and then see all these great celebrities and all these other you know vinyl vendors and such. Come on out to Nashville, August 9th and 10th. 9th and 10th. 10th is the actual expo day. Yes. 9th is the pre-party. Yes. The 9th is cool for us because of the mixer beforehand. Right. Where all the podcasters get together. But, all right. Well, that's awesome. My man. Yes, sir. We promoted. Final thoughts? Same as always, brother. Stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter pow meow meow. Mount man out. That's my bitch. <laughs> Since I'm a tomboy, yeah, I'm you bitch. Yeah, yeah. My tomboy. No, oh, honey. <laughs> really real. <laughs> really, really real. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, bye vinyl. And we'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye. 
on The Plug. See you next week. seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man, and we'll see you on the next episode.